How do increasing interest rates impact the green industry? And who is your hell yes customer in 2023? And does that need to change from who you were targeting in the past couple years? In today's podcast, I interview Jim Westover from LandOp, who shares how changes in the economy are impacting the green industry and how to prepare. We weren't getting the leads that I knew we could. We weren't getting the right leads. What started happening is that our, our leads are more qualified. Our sales have probably gone up by about 10 to 15% a year. We're going to increase our sales volume by a million dollars in a year. Hey everyone, Jack Justice here and welcome to the Landscaper's Guide. This show helps snow and landscape contractors grow your business through sales, marketing, and leadership ideas. I'm excited to announce that I'll be presenting the Landscaper's Guide to Sales and Marketing in a Recession at Rock On, LandOps Prospective Members Workshop in February in Phoenix, Arizona. I've never been to Phoenix, should be fun. And today I interview LandOps President Jim Westover, who shares a wealth of information, current information that we just recorded last week about what's going on in the recession and how do you adapt and how does it impact your sales and marketing, plus some tips for retaining and upselling your current clients. So I hope to see you, in, if possible, in Phoenix. I'll have a link in the description and also on landscapersguide.com events, where I list the other workshops and events we've got coming up. Hope to see you there. Let's dive into today's interview with Jim Westover. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Landscapers Guide. Today, I'm excited to interview Jim Westover. He's the president of LandOpt. And Jim, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jack, for having me. I appreciate it. So for people who are new, um, maybe haven't heard of you, who are you? What's some of your background and what is LandOpt? Yeah, so, um, you know, my background, um, I just took over as uh, president about a year ago from from LandOp. Uh, so about one year in, in the green industry. Um, my prior life was uh, 15 years of uh, franchising. Uh, which is very similar to the land op model. The land op model is really a, um, it's about as close to kind of a franchise as you can be. There's protected territories, um, you know, there's service agreements. And, um, you know, my, my prior life, if you will, was actually with Jellystone Park. So I've been in beautiful green spaces for, you know, close to a, a decade now. And, uh, you know, I, I've held titles from, uh, you know, vice president of operations to VP of sales. Um, a lot of what I do and rely on is analytics because, in, in essence, um, you're using data and information to try to get operational change. And then, of course, you're going back and measuring for that operational change. So um, it's been a big part of, of who I am and, and, and what I do. And uh, one of the reasons I like numbers is they don't have any feelings. And I think that's where everybody gets the phrase it is what it is um, because it is what it is. You can look at it in any way you want, but uh, if the answer is for the answer is for, so to speak, you know, as far as land out goes, they have been around since 2004. Um, they are, you know, a, you know, continuing education um, consulting type business. Uh, we really, we help you at all facets, whether it's HR um, coaching, we do it kind of coaching we do on site. So very similar to, you know, a regional operations team that you would experience in uh, franchise. 
Uh, and uh, we do, one of our big things is end of year financial planning. I, I love it. Uh, everybody gets together, they exchange ideas. Um, we discuss pricing strategies for the upcoming year. Um, we go over economic data. We put your information on the board and we actually even review it with our peers. And, uh, you know, these are their higher end, uh, I'll say landscape companies. Um, you know, our average unit volume is, you know, 5 million. We have over uh, 20 uh, network in the network currently. And, uh, you know, we're really just hoping to keep focusing and taking them to growth and get them to the next level and meeting whatever their strategy is. And even if that eventually becomes an extra strategy, because eventually you want to build value in your brand. And there is a point where you go, this might be a good spot for me to, uh, to take the next step. And uh, we know we're, we're able to help with that as well too. So um, we're kind of a one-stop shop for a lot of things. Um, it's just a, a matter of what uh, services and fits your need. One of the one of the cool things that we'll talk about a little bit later, but I wanted to let listeners know that you have an event on February 22nd and 23rd in Phoenix, Arizona. It's the Rock On Prospective Members Workshop. And uh, I love the benchmarking that you do with people. So I'm going to ask you about that later. I'm super excited to be speaking at that event about marketing in a recession. My my talk is the landscaper's guide to sales and marketing in a recession. And that's really the topic I wanted to talk with you about today is what are you seeing? How does the recession impact the green industry? And it's it's kind of a moving target in some ways. Today, it's Thursday, January 19th, 2023. I'm going to have this come out, um, you know, next Friday. So what are you seeing like today? You were just talking to me today about some of the things that you were sharing with your clients. Yeah, it's, it's very much a moving target because of basically all the economic levers that the government's pulling right now. And, uh, you know, we, we knew this was coming. We, uh, we told our folks, look, uh, it, it was 8.2% was the inflation rate in, in November when I, when I spoke with them last, uh, you know, during our planning meeting. I said, they are going to start pulling the lever and the lever is going to be uh, higher interest rates. And the higher interest rates are designed to do a couple things. It's, it's to slow down discretionary spendings because it's inflating everything. And, uh, you know, typically that leads to a um, job, you know, tighter job market as well. So um, before um, there was basically two jobs for every one unemployed person out there, that number is what they're trying to shrink and they're, and they're doing it through the Fed rate. Now, you know, everything through it today, we, we are starting to see it. So it's at 6.5 currently as we do this podcast. And, uh, you know, a lot of the economic indicators that we spoke about uh, since then are, are down. There's still going to be another Fed, you know, rate hike uh, potentially here in the next week. And really, where you're going, okay, what, what does that mean for me as a landscape company? Well, depending on who your consumer is, and, and, this, and this is why, you know, we, we love having Jack involved with our event, is where we got to teach people kind of the hunt and fish, right? Um, you, you really got to hone in on what is your hell yes customer, as you would say, I've listened to your audio book. So I, I know, and Thank you. Uh, we, uh, that's, that's what we want to make sure our guys have not forgotten to do. The phone mm-hmm. is not just going to ring off the hook like it's done in the past because those dollars are drying up. Um, you know, there's some people that were, you know, doing home equity line of credits, uh, new cash out refis because you had high house home, home values. And you had cheap money. Well, the money's no longer cheap, right? The, the money's now expensive. So now you are looking for 
a more um, refined consumer, a, a probably a higher income consumer than you have in the past or um, have been marketing to, you just didn't know it. Um, I just had a discussion with, uh, you know, probably 10 of our, um, you know, licensees and the backlog's still there and everybody has the backlog to kind of sit back on. But what they're not finding is, is their bookings were as strong going forward as they've had in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's really what we're starting to see. We did a survey, you know, that we had out there and um, the two things that they were worried most or commented most on is like, hey, we have a strong backlog. But number two was economic uncertainty. Um, so, Jack, I don't know what uh, what you're seeing out there from the sales and, and marketing perspective, but uh, maybe you can shed some uh, shed some light on it a little bit. Well, well, yeah, and um, I, I definitely would love to, Jim. But I'm curious though. Before we move on to sales and marketing, though, you mentioned the tighter job market and how there there were two positions open per one. How are you? Do you? How are you seeing that impact the green industry? Right, because for the past. I mean, I've been working, I've had my company for about 14 years now, this coming summer, and eight of them, a solid eight of them have been really focused in the green industry. And ever since I started working in the industry, there's always been a challenge for getting labor. The past few years, it got even harder, it seemed. Is that going to ease up? Or is it not going to ease up? What do you think is going to happen specifically to labor for the green industry? I think it depends on um, how you structure yourself in the past. Um, you know, there's there's still a strong contingency that's really um, they depend on H2B, right? Um, or they or they depend on other means of, of H2B type programs. Um, what we're starting to see in some of our uh, larger, I'll say, larger cities uh, in in the suburbs where some of these are located is we are seeing them having the employees now that they haven't had in the past. Um, and it's just because there's not as many options out there, right? Um, we've also coached our folks to um, be more refined with your process. At some point, it was almost like the, the law of large numbers, right? I'm going to put in 10 and let's hope, you know, three work out perfectly. Um, what we've been doing is more of a screening process, if you will, um, in order to do that. So we've been putting them through three, three days of on-site coaching. Uh, and even making sure that this is even for them. Um, so we're being more efficient in that process uh, as well because we're not we're not wasting time with folks that aren't going to be there for a while. right. so so your your new hires are going through a three day coaching period to see if they can make it. So is this like an obstacle course or like how do you how do you eliminate these people? <laughs> yeah no, so I mean, how know, do you how do you find out who's gonna make it? You know, it, it's part of um, you know one of the things you do get with uh, you know land op is uh, we, we do an AVA assessment. So mm-hmm. we right, right, right away we know what your kind of your personality is. So uh, we try to use that on how to coach to you. Um, and then, you know, of course, uh, we also do an HR inventory when, when Landoff comes on. Now, our coaches are constantly doing an inventory when they're visiting uh, these guys. But, you know, we're kind of setting them up and taking them through the process of like, hey, this is, this is the, the tools you're going to be working with. Uh, are you comfortable with that? Are you, are you comfortable with doing this job? Um, mm-hmm. You know, you may go ahead and shadow somebody for, for a day and they go, no, this isn't. You know, this isn't going to be it. And it's better to find that out ahead of time, uh, opposed to two weeks down the, down the road, and you know it's dragged out of the process. I think you know that'll that'll lead to 
you know, for a while, so it's it's led to more quality folks and uh, efficiency and being being very productive. Um, but to get to back to your question, the job market it, it itself, you know, I, I think eventually the these smaller businesses out there that um, kind of depended on those those dollars in the past, those jobs won't be there because those that discretionary spending won't be there as much. That's really what um, you know we got to worry about. And those are more, I would say, probably at um, quick service restaurants and, and things like that. Um, you know, I think the running joke on the internet right now is is cost of eggs, um, you know, poultry. Uh, so, you know, people have already seen it um, in retail in December. Retail was down more than they expected because they're not spending as much. So if you're not spending as much on retail, you're not spending as much over here on, let's say, quick service restaurants going out to eat. Those jobs are going to be naturally forced out to avenues that have the business and, uh, you know, landscaping for the most part is, is rather, you know, kind of recession proof, whereas there's always a, a need. Uh, and there's also, especially if you build your clientele properly, as you know, uh, that need will remain there because they're not as impacted as, you know, say other consumers. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the grass is going to grow and it's going to snow. We, we don't know exactly how much, but we can, you know, landscaping will need to be done and people are still spending money on it. And, and it, it is an interesting question to see how much will they spend? Will they spend, maybe they just spend less. Um, you know, the past two years are also unprecedented because the whole shutdown of the economy and travel and the whole move to work from home and stimulus money and PPE loans and all, all of this funny money was just kind of pushed into the economy for people who couldn't travel and they're at home and they're spending it on landscaping. So I feel like it artificially stimulated demand for landscaping. Um, and, you know, some some people who may have gotten landscaping a couple years from now, three or four years from now, maybe they moved that timeline up and they got it done last year and the year before. I don't know. We'll we'll see one one of the trends. One of the things that I look at is Google Trends. If we look at landscaping, there's and we look at it over you know, since 2004, really, there's there's pretty consistent demand and searches for landscaping. And it peaks every typically May nationally. Now, the, the peak the last two years, I mean, was significantly higher than the peak of all of the years prior. And so then this year, though, May 2022, it didn't it didn't go down to zero. It kind of just normalized. It went back to the normal level of demand. So there's there's a lot to be seen, I think, about what does this spring actually look like, um, and we'll we'll just have to see where the cards fall later this summer and during times where people's budgets are even more strained. I think you need to increase your advertising and also your reviews, right? So when people have less money to spend, they're going to be more cautious about where they spend it. And that's where online reviews, I believe, become even more important. And one of your greatest assets going into a recession is your existing customer base. It's much easier to retain a customer 
in good times than it is to acquire one. And it's definitely true during a recession, right? So if you have maintenance clients, retaining them should be a priority. Upselling them, they're probably high profit margins, small projects that you can, you can get existing customers to do while you're doing maintenance for them. And one of the, the, the strategies that I recommend is to collect feedback from customers. So at Ramblin' Jackson, we use a software, our own software, Ramblin' Reviews, where we ask customers for feedback on a scale of zero to 10, how likely are you to recommend Ramblin' Jackson? I actually use it myself and we use it with our clients and this is key to retaining clients and finding out what operational problems you have. Because when you send that out maybe quarterly to a maintenance client and you start getting six out of 10, five out of 10, four out of 10, right? You're starting to get negative feedback. You can, you can identify, well, which crew is this? And you can call those customers and find out what's going on. And by doing that, you can nip a problem in the bud and 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 listen to that customer and retain them. And retaining that client is is very profitable compared to losing them and trying to replace them. So taking care of our current customers, marketing to them, right, and getting reviews from them can help us then get new customers, right? Because if we have a bunch of angry customers and we don't even know about it, they're going to spread negative word of mouth to their neighbors. Hey, I noticed you get your lawn mown by Bob's landscaping. You know, how's that going? Oh, it's awful. They left the gate open and my dog escaped. They leave cigarette butts on the lawn, whatever, whatever horror stories, right? So that, that was, that was one of them, you know, an emphasis on reviews on search. And then also for outbound marketing, we're advising clients to do direct mail and direct mail is something I do personally. I'm increasing my own direct mail budget this year and postcards are a great way you can pinpoint specific neighborhoods um, as far as getting into hell yes customer if you know that you have certain customers in a certain part of town with a certain home value all of that information is available and you can easily broker a list for houses in you know whatever zip code that are north of five hundred thousand dollars in value or whatever your hell yes customer is and send them offers proactively with direct mail so that's that's one of the things that I'll be sharing at at your event too is how to get started with that. Um, you know, we we used to know with uh, with Jellystone. Um, first off, they all got a survey. We we're all we we're all inviting them back. We wanted to create fans, and mm-hmm. you got to understand the lifetime value of a customer, right? It's yes. not that one job. They might come back two, three times, and that was the same thing with Jellystone. I know you're going to come back two or three more times with your family, but if Mm-hmm. You know, you create that negative review and you have the negative experience. They're not coming back. And I, I think that's what, uh, you know, folks got to understand. And, you know, we got very granular with, with our data. We said, okay, uh, we want median household income of 100,000 plus uh, with kids. Um, okay. In this area, 10% of the population owns a trailer. And guess what? We want to, we want to market to mom, 35 to 53 year old females, because if mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. That's, that's how we marketed. And I think there's ways that you can do the, the same, you know, applications here in, in this uh, green space as well. If you're, if you're sharp with your customer data and there's, and there's systems out there, 
you know, like an Aspire and, and some of these other ones that can do these things. You just gotta be smart about how you set it up and it'll really set you up for long-term success. You keep building and building that brand. And, uh, you know, our, our guys, one of the first thing I mentioned is, wow, about word of mouth. Word of mouth is, is what gets me. But you need to have more in your, in your arsenal than just word of mouth. And that, that's where mm-hmm. the SEO and some of the other items come into play. Well, and, you know, to me, there's a distinction between referrals and word of mouth. And the distinction is that referrals are something that you proactively work for getting. Um, Word of mouth is just going to happen. Hey, I noticed this. Hey, who do you use for this? That's where if your reputation should should become word of mouth, but it's you can't really control it, right? Whereas a referral strategy could be something like the cloverleaf strategy, which is where you imagine a cloverleaf and you give a a, a print handout to the four houses that are right near the property that you're servicing, right? Or you could have an incentive. You could have gifts that you give your clients and let them know, hey, Jim, one of the ways that we grow our our client base is, and we really like having clients like you, um, is, is through our referral program. And all we're looking for is to give this postcard to three of your friends. Is it okay if we give you a few postcards? And now you're making it easy for them to proactively refer you. And you could pay people money. You could say, hey, if so-and-so mentions you, we're going to give you 500 bucks. Uh, if depending, I mean, not that you'd have to have a pretty high lifetime value for it to be worth $500, but it could be as simple as a handwritten thank you card or a Starbucks gift card or, you know, a gift card to the local coffee shop or whatever it is. Well, Jim, um, I can't wait to see you in Phoenix. Tell us a little bit about your event rock on and, and in particular, the, the assessment, the benchmark benchmarking assessment you'll be doing for people. Um, and, and do we have to be a land up client currently to come to this event? Uh, you do not have to be a land op uh, member currently. Um, you know, we're opening it for basically, you know, $500, I think, uh, per, uh, I think, two people. Uh, so you can bring yourself and maybe your GM. Um, we are, you know, asking you really ahead of time, submit your P&Ls. Let us, uh, let's take a look at it. Let's take an assessment, see if we can find something there for you. Um, we'll, we'll benchmark you versus our numbers. Um, we are going to run you through the full gambit. You're going to get to meet our coaches. Um They'll, they'll present to you and, and they'll talk to you as well. So you can kind of get to learn their, their kind of style and, and they'll, they'll teach you some of their uh, tactics and techniques. And uh, you're also going to meet our, our HR specialist as well. Uh, and she'll walk you through some hiring techniques, some things we're going through. Um, and she also does hiring as, as well, kind of a la carte as well for our, our members. And, uh, and, you know, of course, uh, there'll be, you know, some fun afterwards. And then the next day, uh, Jack, we got you on stage. So, um, you, we kind of have the, you know, kind of jam packed full of, of, of information, uh, in a very concise two days. Um, but it gives you the whole bandwidth of what our network op- offers. And, uh, it gives you a look at a bunch of different ideas and, you know, our network is our strongest marketing tool. These guys are tremendous. Um, they're some of the leaders in the industry and they're just looking to get better and they're just looking to keep improving their, their bottom line and, uh, you know, building their brand and building their business up. Cool. I love it. Yeah, I can't wait. And at, you know, 500 bucks, that's a steal. Because I mean, you guys include lunch, 
there are meals included and with inflation right now, I mean, that right. you could spend that on lunch easily, but. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. For sure. It's, you know, chicken wings are getting up there. So. Okay. The chicken wings, there was actually a shortage of chicken wings. Yeah. You remember that? That was. Yeah. Well, so in my prior life, Jack, uh, we worked with a brand <laughs> called the Chili's Pizza in every Super Bowl year. There would be shortage. You know, every every year the Super Bowl, there would be a shortage and the wings would get smaller in size. So oh just a little tip. If you want to eat your wings, eat them after the Super Bowl. They get bigger. All right. Well, we'll we'll have to get wings in Phoenix if we can. And uh uh Jim, thanks so much for coming on the show. I'll put a link to that event in the show notes for this. So for those of you listening, I'd love to see you in Phoenix at the Landopt event. You can also register on their website, landopt.com. And Jim Westover, president of Landopt, thanks so much for coming on the show today. I appreciate you, Jack, for having me. Thanks so much for checking out today's interview. Now, after we stopped recording, Jim and I had a quick chat about how much we love chicken wings. So if you know where we should try chicken wings in Phoenix, Arizona, let me know. Send me an email, jack at ramblinjackson.com or hit me up on social media. And I hope to see you at this event or some others. So again, check out landscapersguide.com slash events. And I look forward to talking with you next week on the Landscapers Guide. Let's do this all again with more energy, even though I'm sick.